Cassandra Deanne, and welcome to my podcast, Things I Talk About. So today I want to talk to you about human design. But before I do, I want to share a funny story with you that I think you may find useful. So yesterday I had attempted to record this podcast and I came in and for (laughs) what seemed like hours, I kept stopping and starting over and over again trying to record this podcast. I tried everything and this was unusual for me because normally I kind of just speak and the stuff comes out. I guess ever since my spiritual awakening, I suppose I consider myself a bit of a channeler. It's sort of supernatural what happened to me to go from someone completely close-minded to all of this woo-woo stuff to suddenly feeling like another person. The amount of time in which I studied human design and astrology, it seems like what I've been able to absorb has been kind of insane, (laughs) especially because this was not a skill set I exercised earlier. If you have heard of human design or know anything about human design, you'll know that it's a very complex system. And it's funny because I realized that I see myself as a channel. And when I allow myself to flow with life and be where I'm meant to be at the time, the information comes sort of effortlessly. It's not something I have to think about or try really hard at. I'm not someone to pre-script my episodes or put too much restraint on how I go about doing things. It's just always sort of flown. So yesterday, I got frustrated when it seemed like the topic I love so much, human design, and could talk about forever, here I was babbling, stumbling, frustrated, attempting to record this. And, you know, it was funny because eventually after literally hours, I gave up and I went inside the house. And when I did, my husband saw me and he said, oh my gosh, are you okay? He could see the uh, obvious signs of frustration all over my face. And I said, apparently I need to learn a lesson. And he laughed and he said, what, patience? (laughs) And it's funny because, well, I laugh now at the time I kind of lost it. And it's true. I am an Aries son and you know, being patient hasn't been one of my strong suits. I'm very ambitious and motivated and like to get things accomplished. So yeah, It was frustrating to me. I wanted to make this happen. And it was a lesson that while I love this stuff, at the end of the day, I am a channel. I feel like I am a channeler. And in the right time, in the right place, the information will flow. But my energy needed to be directed somewhere else that day. And I was in my logical mind and trying to to be productive and how I should spend the day. And Apparently the universe had different plans for me. And so it was definitely a lesson in learning to be present every day to allow life to flow through you. 
It's funny because one of my journeys in my career has been being someone that's ambitious. I feel like my self-worth has been wrapped up in how much I can accomplish in a day. And the last few months of my life has felt a little bit like being held in time out. It's this feeling of wanting to push forward and wanting to get things done and being restrained. And in this process, though, I've had to find my self-worth. I've had to find who I am. I've had to wake up and be forced to live and be present and know that when I lay my head on the pillow at night, whether no matter what I did or didn't accomplish, my value is still the same. And this has been in my life a hard lesson that I've had to learn. And human design as I go and share more of my story has been a critical part in understanding this information and has been completely transformative. Another reason why I feel like I was having challenges in sharing this information and how to approach it is because, as I mentioned, this is a very complicated system. There are many, many layers that contribute to human design, which each in their own rights deserve a ton of time being covered. Often, there are tends to be a dogmatic perspective of human design and how it's presented. And while this is true that your chart will give you amazing insights in the energy you're here to share and the things you're meant to go through and the areas you may or may not be as strong in, I don't look at it as a limitation. And I think that when we get caught up in saying this is how it is or this is how it is not, then we do begin to limit ourselves. So it's hard because I do love human design. It has been an important part on how I've learned more about myself and my energy. However, my intention isn't necessarily to teach you this system. It isn't to show you all the ins and outs and share all of the layers of knowledge that I love. While my husband would argue that that probably isn't factual because he gets the brunt end of my excitement of talking about all of the complicated terms that sound like French to him, The truth is, while I love it and will speak a lot about it, at the end of the day, human design may or may not be for you. And for me, at the base of all this, the importance is to whatever it is, whatever modality, whatever system, or maybe journaling, however it is you find who you are and sit with the internal things that challenge you, That is what I am all about. I'm about empowerment and finding out your gifts and discovering your life journey and giving yourself the freedom to live through it and to not beat yourself up and allow life to just flow. So it's hard because it is a lot of information. And at the end of the day, what I share with you in this podcast My hope is that you leave feeling curious and emotionally connected to the possibilities it offers, not feel limited by the information 
it is not a manual to be precisely followed because you have free will and you are here to live the things, do the things, explore the things. And human design can offer you a lot of insight into that. But at the end of the day, each one of us individually has to show up. We have to be willing to take the first step and explore and find our own selves. That being said, let's dive in to human design. So I want to start with a general idea of what human design is. This will sound probably a little formal, but I want to include it in here. So human design was introduced by Raruhu in the 1980s. Human design is a synthesis of a variety of different modalities or sciences, both ancient and modern. This includes astrology, the Chinese I Ching, the Hindu chakra system, and the Kabbalah tree of life. And then we mix in more modern science, such as quantum mechanics, astronomy, genetics, and biochemistry. And this is all brought together to produce what is called your body graph or your human design chart. So what does this mean? Well, I look at it as it is the blueprint or the signature of who you are as an individual. The energy that you came into this life to share with the collective, to explore the journeys you were meant to go on. This is how I look at human design. So some of the reasons why I love this system is because it shows you your unique potential. We live in a society where often there are cultures and systems that try to say, we're supposed to look like this, behave like this, speak like this, you know, and they wanna put us in categories and labels and boxes. Human design says to us that we're each individual. We have unique energies and what works for one might not work for you. And it says that this is okay. As a matter of fact, it's encouraged. It's encouraged to understand yourself and your energy and to be the authority of your own life. When we talk about the society and human design, this brings up the topic of deconditioning and conditioning, which are words you'll hear often referred to in human design. And basically what this says is it says that while we come on this planet, we are birthed with our own energy through whatever circumstances may be through our upbringing, this can often alter our mind, our perspectives, our behavior on what we feel we should or shouldn't do or who we should or shouldn't be. So what is once again right for one person may not be right for you. When we start to understand our human design chart and we start to understand our energy and give ourselves the freedom to explore it, Raruhu spoke of human design as an experiment and invited you to play with it. Try it out. See how it feels. When we allow ourselves to do this, what happens is we begin to unwind 
the conditioned expressions and thoughts and feelings that we've been taught to hold on to through our caregivers, our authority figures, the educational systems and cultures and society we live in. Deconditioning is about discovering who you are and unconditioning yourself to behave through other expectations that come from external circumstances outside of your own inner being. Another reason why I love human design is that while this is challenging to unwind this content, human design helps us understand the tools or helps us understand maybe to say, let's say where to start looking. Every one of the elements in human design has a duality. There's always a gift potential. And on the other side of that, there is a shadow expression. The modality of human design covers not just the shadow expression, but it can have a repressive or a reactive expression. So here you have where you can take a gate or subject and energy that you can find in your chart and you can explore, you can look at it and say, where am I fitting on this spectrum right now? Am I in the repressive shadow, reactive shadow? Maybe you can look at it and say, oh my gosh, yes, I resonate with this gift potential and live my life in alignment to this energy. And if not, you can look at it and you can say, I know while I am behaving in this manner, I have the potential to express this. So there are layers and layers and layers of information like this that human design helps you through unwinding the conditioning you've experienced and it starts to help you live in better alignment with who you are. Another reason why I love this is I personally believe that we are here living in a day and age in which we are as a society being challenged to break the system, to no longer behave in a manner in which we've been told for so long we should or shouldn't. The grinding career of nine to five and it having to look like a certain way. And if it doesn't, feeling inferior to those around us. I believe human design invites us to play with life, to explore and to believe that everything we do, positive or negative, we're gaining life experiences. We're gaining wisdom, clarity, and all of this is beneficial as a form of teaching and empowerment and transformation to society as a whole. I believe that we are meant to find our own inner sense of self and start stepping outside of these comfortable boxes we've tried to put ourselves in. The beauty of human design is that it says to follow your bliss. It says you were born and your energy is this. And when you follow the things that light you up, when you follow the things that spark curiosity and make you want to explore something, this is what you're here to pursue. This is what you're here to entertain. But so often we overlook the things that excite us 
or especially the things that come natural to us, we overlook and say to ourselves, oh, yeah, I can do that. That's no big deal. Everybody can do that. Nope, nope, everybody cannot do that. And the only reason it feels so easy for you is because it's your energy to share and you are here to share it. So it's not about finding the difficult thing and grinding at it forever, burning out and stressing out. It's about playing with life and living it presently and freely and allowing yourself to explore those things that you feel drawn to because that's the universe's way of saying, hey, come over here. Do you want to check this out? Why? Yes, I do. I do want to check that out. I hope that helps give some information about some of the reasons why I absolutely love human design and what it can offer you. I want to share a little bit more about my personal story, how I found human design and how it's impacted my life. As I mentioned, I was someone who experienced a spontaneous spiritual awakening. I grew up in a religiously abusive home and concepts of woo and astrology and the mysteries of the universe just weren't things I felt at liberty to explore. They were things I avoided (laughs) at all costs, as a matter of fact, in my efforts to be the good girl that my mother and father wanted me to be. Everything else was evil and sinful. So If I wanted to stay on the right path, that none of this was entertained. So it was a dramatic shift for me when I experienced a spontaneous awakening that completely altered my mind, my perspective on these topics. So astrology was a big part of my initial journey in my awakening. My awakening happened on a solar eclipse. Uh, which happened to be in my ninth house in astrology in the sign of Gemini. Basically, the essence of it is it caused a complete transformation on how I viewed life, philosophy, religion, perspectives of deeper meaning and in life. And so it was a sudden shift in all of that, how my mind works, you could say. So... Astrology was a big part of it, and I found a lot of insights there. I had done a few astrology readings, and one of the astrologers that I followed was learning human design. I will say that when I first saw it, I kind of didn't feel drawn to it at first, and it kept sort of coming up and coming up and coming up. And this is something that I feel like I've grown to learn that in my journey, if it's something I'm meant to explore, it will come up over and over and over again through various means until it finally has my attention. So that's kind of what happened. And finally I said, okay, let me look at what this human design thing is. So I pulled up my chart and it's funny because for many people who talk about human design, when they talk about their first impression of seeing their chart, it's generally overwhelmed. It's a lot of shapes and and colors and lines and numbers and symbols and it's, it's a lot and it looks like nothing else most of us have ever looked at before. 
For myself, on the other hand, when I pulled up my chart, it was like a kid in a candy shop. My eyes just were like wide open in excitement. I instantly was in love. I had no idea what it said, what it was telling me, but my brain was like, I'm gonna figure this out. This is awesome. And so I did, I started to explore what my energy type is and my profile and my authority and, and my strategy. And by the time I had gotten to my first human design reading, I had already known the things that most of the time are covered in your first reading. I had already uncovered all of that. And shortly afterwards, I ended up signing up for a reader course for human design, which went through all of the steps and uh, covered the profiles, the channels and gates and all, all sorts of information. So I, however, from the very beginning was really drawn to what is called the lines. So in the human design chart, there's all these numbers, but you know, I wanted to know what the one after the decimal was. No matter what, I just kept feeling drawn to it. So even though I had gone through a reader course that taught me everything to read for others at the time, I wanted to know more. I wanted to explore more. So I decided to try to find another program, which I did. I took a certification course through the Academy of Human Design. Part of the reasons why I was drawn to this particular program is because it covered the variables and it also talked a lot about the various lines in the human design chart. It was an awesome program and not long after starting, I went through the certification and got certified. And afterwards, I still wanted more. And so I decided to explore the I Ching more, which I ended up falling in love with the I Ching. The I Ching, if you're unfamiliar with this, is, as I mentioned, a big part of human design. And it comes from an ancient Chinese system of uh, divination that's based on the duality of the yin and the yang, that sort of masculine-feminine balance. And it explores the various stages of life, of human consciousness that we all sort of go through. And the I Ching was generally used as a tool of divination through various means of drawing or throwing or tossing coins, things along that lines. And then it would direct you to a particular hexagram, which there are 64 total, which tie into the 64 gates of human design. So while I was playing daily with the I Ching, it just was strengthening my knowledge of human design. And i I just couldn't get enough of it. So so after my certification and playing around with the I Ching, I wanted more. So I started to explore the Gene Keys. The Gene Keys was introduced by Richard Rudd. So Richard Rudd had also studied with Ra Ru Hu, the founder of Human Design. And his system was a little different, although it did use the different placements in human design, but mainly it was 
about exploring the I Ching to further depths. So for each gate in human design, which is also considered a hexagram in the I Ching, it is also called a Jing key and the Jing key system. So I'm hoping you can get the essence of this is all pieces and parts of correlating systems. So in the gene keys, the system focuses on a shadow, a gift, and a city or the highest possible expression of each energy. And Richard Rudd channeled beautiful information that elaborately goes into these human design gates in a more powerful way. He also developed various systems of healing that goes on a journey through considering and contemplating various placements in your human design chart. I know that's a lot of information, but I just wanted to let you know because I also am a certified Jinkies guide. So this was my journey in coming to get to know these modalities or these systems. The truth is that human design was just so impactful for me that everything I learned, it was completely transforming my life. And this was my fuel to want to know more, to study the I Ching, to want to be certified through Gene Keys. It's, it was just everything that I learned, every step of the way caused so much insight and transformation in my life. I can still remember how it felt the first time when I discovered human design and found out that I was a manifesting generator. This was one of the important parts of my journey. For those of you who aren't familiar with human design, a manifesting generator is someone that has an excessive amount of energy and they sort of are considered like the energizer bunny of the five different energy types. They're ambitious and they love to keep moving. Sometimes this can be they miss steps, but basically when in alignment, the gift here is it sort of reaches the desired outcome in a quick manner. This is not a linear path. These are people who are sort of meant to play with life and follow what lights them up. And this means that they may go down different paths that seem unrelated, but ultimately in the end later in life, it's one of those things that everything sort of comes together and makes sense. I know for me personally, my journey has been mostly in the field of creativity. And when I first started my journey, I can still remember my parents being frustrated every time I said, oh yeah, I'm so excited, I'm gonna do this. And it was always like, oh, okay, that's what you're gonna do? I thought you were gonna do this. And it was always something that made me feel self-conscious. I always felt like I didn't fit in society's expectations of what life should look like. I wasn't in a home environment that offered me college and I sort of just jumped into life and went with the flow. I, there was no long-standing career I was seeking after. I didn't even know what I wanted to do for many years, but creativity was sort of open to me. So I would follow it and I would do one thing and then 
I would discover something else and I would explore that. And then I would do something else and explore that. And it's funny because it was things I was actually really good at. At one point, I can remember once I got into the wedding industry, there was so much I was capable of doing. I had learned how to design. I taught myself Photoshop um, and Lightroom. I was able to design my own website, my branding. I was a photographer. I knew, you know, was a cake decorator. I did florals. You know, I did event planning. I did all these things, which kind of all just came and was dumped into one pot, which seemed completely unrelated when I was going through each individual thing at the time. But then later, it has given me this perspective. It's allowed me to relate in many, many ways to different creatives and their journeys. Ultimately, this has come down to me having a passion through empowerment and helping creatives to step into their fullest potential through self-confidence and avoiding the burnout and the comparison and all the icky stuff that comes with the vulnerability of being a creative. So it all kind of sort of tied in together and has allowed me to understand what it's like in many people's shoes. So as I said, after my awakening, my life really changed. And so while I was going on this human design journey, I was kind of at this point in my career as a creative where I had finally, after years of trying, I've worked over 10 years in the wedding industry in one capacity or another, but I had finally got to this point where I was starting to make sense of the things that were limiting me in my career. And I can remember how everything I learned, I was able to apply it and actually finally see transformation in my business as a professional that I was wanting to see. Years before, I had tried probably three, four years of all of the business tips and advices and suggestions, and nothing in my life was seeming to work. So human design was what sort of gave me the breakthrough that I was looking for. And I can remember going through and learning things, and each thing I'd learn, my my career would get easier and easier until it finally got to the point where I had reached the balance that I was always seeking for. And I kind of stayed with it for about six to eight months after, but it was funny because it's like, it was like this journey to figure it out. And once I did, the door was shut. All of a sudden it felt like the door was just shut. It was time to move on. And I can remember when I found human design and I started to learn about my profile, which is a four six. And with the four six, this is someone who basically it says that I will gain opportunities in life through my connections to others in a close capacity. And, you know, it's kind of like, oh yeah, you're looking for such and such. 
you know, you should check out Cassandra because X, Y, Z. So this has been extremely accurate in my life. All of my positions were, many of them for the longest time were sort of just offered to me. I wasn't even really seeking them in particular or knowing they were options for me. They just were sort of presented. Also with this is the sixth line in human design and the I Ching is an unusual line because it has this three-stage life process. And it means that the first 30 years of life are meant to be explored through experiences and allowing yourself to bump into life and learn from trial and error. After the age of 30, then you kind of withdraw a bit internally and start to dissect what you've gone through and want to understand things on deeper levels. And then ultimately, once you approach the age of 50, then you come out into or you re-emerge into the world as more of a role model, which all of this seemed a little crazy to me because up until that point in my life, while I did enjoy my profession, I felt like it was the one thing in my life I was good at. And if I wasn't doing that, I sort of tried to just blend in and hide in life. I wasn't someone to want to stand out at all. So hearing this information was kind of crazy to me. I started to think to myself, wow, could I be someone that was seen on this level? I, I had always just wanted to disappear a bit into the crowd. And it's funny because with this and with understanding human design, I started to understand my incarnation cross. So your incarnation cross in human design is sort of important part of understanding what energy you contribute or where you're heading in life, what you're sharing. And it was funny because I found out that my incarnation cross is called the right angle cross of penetration. And this is funny and I'd like to read a a little bit of this to you because I think it's interesting when you consider the information I've shared and some other things I want to go into. So it says, your life theme is to penetrate life on many levels. Wherever you go and whomever you meet, you always become engaged. Reaching through your intuitive senses right into people's lives swiftly and without effort. If you pay attention, you can gauge others' motivations, ambitions, and fears, often instantly understanding much about someone's life situation. Without always knowing how, you can shock others into a new awareness of their life circumstances, opening up the possibility for them to make substantial adjustments to their lives. Potentially deeply intuitive, you don't always appreciate the effects that your penetrating abilities have on others, nor that others do not necessarily have the same perceptions you do. With your conscious son in gate 51, you have the means to shock sleepy people into a state of awareness about their presence and attitude. 
You read into people and their life's intentions quickly. If those people insist their life is different than what you perceive, you will give them a sharp poke that shocks them into reality. You are fascinated by the mysteries of life and will try almost anything to find out what it is all about. This is just a small portion of this. And I can remember when I read this thinking, what? Who is that person? Because surely, you know, I wasn't totally embodying that. But what's funny is I when I really sat with it, you know, I could notice various ways in my life in which I was trying to express this energy, but yet was holding myself back to imagine myself as someone that's intuitive and not supposed to blend in, but actually sort of penetrate through others' auras and and encourage them to change and bring awareness into their lives. This was definitely something at the time that I hadn't stepped into. And so it was empowering. It was empowering to consider this and also in alignment with, you know, the potential to possibly be more of that role model quality someday in life. Who knows? I'm not there yet, but you never know. The other thing that's pretty cool about the six line that I liked is when I came upon this, I was in the midst of, as I said, kind of reconsidering my creative profession and where I was going with life, I started to realize how I wanted to direct my energy more towards empowerment and helping other creatives. And the four six was pretty cool because of that, because the six line, one thing they say is it's not an energy that's necessarily retiring early because it's, you know, much later in life that you sort of really step into your fullest potential. So I thought that was pretty cool. But also, you know, like I said, I wasn't someone that at first felt like this was something that could be real for me. (laughs) One of my strongest fears was the fear of failure. I was so caught up in insecurity and not feeling worthy or good enough that, you know, the idea of having more of a visual role was was a lot for me to consider. I had a deep fear of failure as well. And this is something that I found is predominant in my human design chart and was something that, as I mentioned, it was able to show me what the gift side of that is and what the shadow side of that is. And this is in human design, it's gate 32. And For the gift side, it said that I was someone that had this intense sense of endurance or willingness to persevere and keep going, you know, but the thing is, is often this was coming from that sense of fear that pushed me and drove me to feel like I had to go above and beyond everybody else, where when I realized to realign and come out of that fear state, I'm naturally someone with a lot of energy, a lot of endurance, and, you know, this warrior type spirit that can really show up and 
be a gift in my life. And my fear of failure was also sort of magnified with my open identity center, which is also called your G center in your human design chart. And also I had a undefined heart center, which caused me to sort of constantly be exerting myself, which kind of <laughs> falls in line with that shadow expression of fear of failure. And I was burning out a lot. I was constantly going above and beyond and people pleasing and, and trying to prove myself, seeking validation because one of the shadows of the undefined heart is to feel like you have to prove yourself. And especially with an open identity center, I found myself constantly falling in situations where I was people pleasing and there was such a level of codependency in so many of my relationships. So you can see there was so much, even with these few little things that started to unwind in my life. And one of the biggest journeys in human design actually has been getting to understand my energy through having an open identity center. Any center in your human design chart that you have undefined or open, it basically means that you are magnifying the energy around you. And if you have it defined, this means that whatever that quality is, you have it fixed and dependable as part of who you are. So if I did have the identity center defined, or if you are looking at your chart and you have this defined, this means that you're someone that has a fixed, dependable sense of who you are and why you're worthy of love and your direction in life. However, because mine is completely open, this means that I'm magnifying the environment around me. So on the shadow end of this, this has meant I can tend to lose my sense of self and other people, codependency. And I cannot feel like I'm innately worthy of love and therefore fall into traps of people pleasing and trying to make people to be happy with me because I don't have a natural sense that has helped me say, oh yeah, I know who I am. This is what I'm worth. This is why I'm worthy of love. And so this has been a journey for me. And this isn't a negative thing. And this is where I talked about in the beginning, kind of working through the deconditioning and breaking, you know, the structure of what things should or shouldn't look like. And the areas that were undefined, these are areas that we have the greatest potential to contribute something in our lives to the collective. So for me, having this identity center open has meant I tend to be very empathic. I, I know what it feels like to walk a day in someone else's shoes. I can be very adaptable when people are in my presence it's a gift that kind of helps break barriers and allows people to open up and because I pull in from my environment and magnify it it's like when people are around me they feel comfortable because they can relate to me because I'm sort of mirroring back without my own personal attempts it just naturally happens that it mirrors back to them what their identity 
identity is so they feel more comfortable and I can relate better to them, which is an awesome tool and being able to help people move forward in life and give guidance to others. It's something that I can also sense the fullest potential of somebody and when they're not being in alignment to who they are. And so, yeah, these are things where I started to look at it and say, okay, my life is here to sort of sample lives. I'm here to experience a variety of different things, to to relate to people on a variety of different levels. And that's beautiful. And with that, there's an adaptability and wisdom that can be gained from it. It also means that I'm highly sensitive to energetics and the energetics of an environment. So I can sort of sense when things feel off and when there's a lot of negative energy or when a place feels like it's in alignment for me. And this is funny because in a mundane sense of things, this means that You know, I have certain places I like to shop at or eat at that always feel good to me versus other places that I really try to avoid. So these are just some of the ways in which it has impacted my life. I've done a lot of speaking and I'm hoping that I've kind of given some insights in, like I said, this is just a drop in the bucket. I could talk so much about human design in a more, you know, scientific fashion of all the terms and examples, but I just want to give you something to sort of get an idea of what human design can offer you. So that being said, How can you get your chart? How can you start this journey of self-discovery for yourself? Well, the cool thing is, is it is free to get a human design chart. My favorite sites are Genetic Matrix or MyBodyGraph.com. You can pull your human design charts on either of these sites. I'll leave the links in the description as well. When you look at your chart, there's going to be a whole lot of information. And if you are someone who likes to learn by study and research, of course, you can go that route. I try to offer a variety of different tools because once again, everybody's situation is different. And so while I would personally love to do a reading with you, I know that that isn't a possibility or something everybody is interested in. So you can, of course, book a reading with me by visiting my website in the link in the description. I have different offerings, including a mini option that's sort of just like a taste tester (laughs) of, you know, human design. And then I have two other options for Zoom one-on-one meetings with me. But I also have designed an amazing guide that can be purchased for $10 if you are interested in that, which will cover your energy type, authority, strategy, and kind of give you a good starting place to start playing with the information. But that being said, I will say once you pull your chart, if you are someone that wants to just kind of see what it's all about and research, you want to start off by understanding what your energy type, your strategy, and your authority is. 
After that, I would say you could check out what your profile is. And I have a guide for that as well in my shop on my site, if that's something you're interested in. Pull your chart, check it out. And yeah, if you have any questions or if I can help in any way, don't hesitate to reach out. I'd be happy to try to help in any way I can because I think the more people know this information, the more it is out into the world, the greater we can increase our vibration and start living authentically in alignment with who we are here to be and just give ourselves permission to be and to play and to relax. And I think that understanding your human design chart is a great way to start to embody that because you want to be free. You want to be free to express yourself and feel understood. And your chart can help you discover how to align with that. So thank you so much for listening. I love talking to you today. I can't believe I got through this uh, much quicker than I did yesterday. So until next time, have a wonderful day. 